0: whoa right. okay you ready you ready 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 <laughs> set go <laughs> i'm maddie
1: <laughs> i'm ryan and this is the mutant ages a show where we review every x-men cartoon ever because we have nothing better to do with our time and because which is it's actually a not a great true.
0: idea ryan yeah
1: uh, there <laughs> we have nothing that. better
0: to do because there isn't anything better that we could be doing back when we were anyway welcome to our show i probably just put in the theme song there okay welcome yeah. so this is a wolverine centric episode this is a it, this is an episode that's not about wolverine playing sexy tag with his friends but is about no wolverine but it is about feelings wolverine. and being an yeah. emotional human it's about well, an emotional all of them having feelings my bad he's not yeah, a human
1: yeah. did you just call him a human <laughs> You're fired. I'm fired from Uh, the show. So today we're reviewing uh, Night of the Sentinels Part 2. And Mm -hmm. this episode, I mean, I've always... This is the
0: second ever episode of the X-Men animated series. And
1: it's like the darkest shit.
0: It's really dark. It's definitely not... setting a tone for what they wanted the show to be, and I don't know that it's a tone that the rest of the show actually measures no, I th- up to. I think
1: <laughs> I think it continues for a couple episodes, but we do know that eventually there's an episode with Nightcrawler fighting people with pitchforks, so probably not.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean but... we've seen some pretty goofy episodes, but there's also some really serious, like the Days of Future Past episodes. I mean, there's some good serious mm, X Men uh, animated those, apps. The, those
1: those animated ones are a little goofy, goofy too. Yeah. Listen, you'll, the you movies were based
0: it. word for word on all of these episodes, right? Well, it turns
1: out so was some of the stuff from this episode. There's yeah, lines in here get that was used. Yeah, I was surprised. I shouldn't have been, but I was still surprised. I guess
0: we should preface this by saying that Brian Singer and the other various screenwriters and creative team for the live-action X-Men movies literally watched this show. We're not kidding. They specifically based the movies on this show. That's yeah. known information it's not something we're just making up because we're weirdos it's like it, something they've openly discussed in interviews and if you go back and watch the animated series which we're obviously doing for this show it's really weird to watch scenes that are just literally transcribed into <laughs> you live would action think,
1: since it's such a widely respected show
0: mm-hmm. that you would think
1: that'd be really cool like a cool idea to continue to keep Translating this onto screen But it's like never really done perfectly well Or anything like that
0: Like they could have come up with their own ideas But anyway we'll get to that There's definitely a scene in this episode That is like a word for word thing That everyone will recognize But But anyway so
1: this episode is very dark And I remember what happens in it It wasn't one of my favorite episodes when I was a kid But watching it now I was like really sort of blown away About how ballsy it was Yeah it's
0: cool It's, It's definitely like a really intense thing to do for the second episode, right out of the gate. And I had forgotten how soon each of these things happened. Like I was telling you, like, we were telling jokes last week about a character dying. I forgot that it was in the second episode, guys. Yeah, there is a character
1: that <laughs> dies in here. Uh, it is not Gene Grey. I will at least spoil that. Uh,
0: yeah, I thought Ryan was, like, telling jokes about Gene Grey last week, and I was like, ha, no. ha. But <laughs> yeah. I, like, completely forgot. Anyway, let's let's go ahead and get into the plot. Um, this is going to be spoiler-tastic, so I guess I'll also say, because I keep meaning to say this and I keep forgetting, this entire show is on Hulu, you guys. And, like, y'all should go be watch watching it. it along with us if you want Seriously. to. Because it's leaked to watch it, so please, please enjoy it, and then enjoy our, our spoilerific analysis. Okay.
1: So, last week, on the X-Men, we have <laughs> Jubilee, who is a mutant who's just developed her powers, her adopted parents, are they don't know what to do with her, they think they may have made a mistake by adopting her. They also
0: uh, then... Turn her name into the Mutant Control Agency, which is a mysterious private organization, and then they think they maybe made a mistake doing that. Jubilee's parents are having a lot of uh, morality forth. problems,
1: <laughs> don't we all? So yeah. they send giant robots, the Sentinels, to come kidnap Jubilee, and the mm-hmm. X Men save her. And that's pretty much everything that happens in that whole episode, except for like Gambit and Wolverine's private fuckfest fest in the Danger yeah, yeah, Room. Yeah, yeah,
0: that definitely also happens, and it's important background. And so... as it
1: turns out, they do end, the Sentinels do end up. Capturing Capturing Jubilee, and they so do. they have to go safer. And they're breaking into the mutant control agency where we left off, and a whole bunch of soldiers are holding massive guns. guns. While Cyclops sees a tank rolling towards them, and yes. that's where we pick up.
0: Yeah. And we actually get to literally see Ryan's favorite line again at the very beginning of this episode. I forgot that it happened twice. You missed it. Um, we get to see that scene again where, where we get to Rogue, see Rogue gently mocks Cyclops for looking as nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. <laughs> and Cyclops you know. is like... Listen, in the 90s, that's tank what we said. rolling down the street, Rogue. Yes, I'm a little nervous about it. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's all get nervous.
1: They are breaking into the Mutant Control Agency.
0: Well, Wolverine and Storm and Morfar, they're all yeah, inside. Yeah, they're, and they're in a hallway.
1: By the way, I was thinking about the fact that Professor X said he was only sending in morph. F- uh, there's four. Of the yeah, he said there's only going to be three in, but there's definitely four of them in this hallway.
0: Well, yeah, because he, I guess, Storm is leading them. I don't know. Yeah.
1: And Morph keeps on being like, looks like clear sailing from here. Like, there's a fucking tally of how many times he <laughs> says this. I know. And Storm is reaching for the doorknob, and Wolverine is the one who goes. <laughs> like a like a pig is like <laughs> i smell gun, gun oil. oil
0: he smells gun oil uh, you, in both
1: episodes now he keeps on smelling weird shit but he doesn't smell humans which i feel like smell
0: specific yeah
1: i, I like it's that's a stronger smell <laughs>
0: that they haven't yet explained that Wolverine has a healing factor yeah. like they which should explain weird. that, but do they think that people know that? And they, no, instead of kind of leaned on being like, he has the claws, don't worry about how they work. And also he has this sort of tracking power where he can like, which, he But the thing senses. is that they don't
1: mention this healing factor, and it's the reason why. Like, you, I know, see. I know, it'll come I'm up so in a second. I just this. thought
0: it was weird that they didn't mention it. But yeah, so he smells the gun oil, and then Storm knows to charge up her I guess a huge gust of wind and she like (laughs) blows the door open and blows over all these soldiers. He's just
1: standing there and then like suddenly he's like, there's gun oil. I smell it. And Storm's like. Yeah.
0: I mean, why not just enter every room like that? Like if you're Storm, why not just assume that every room is full of soldiers and just gust your way around life? Interestingly
1: enough, after a Storm knocks over, like, 20 soldiers with a huge gust of wind, like, nobody else in this facility investigates that because then they continue sneaking around.
0: Well, yeah, but there's also, like, a really quick moment where more finally uses his powers and turns into, like, a general and tells all the other soldiers to go to another room At one point, like, it's kind of semi-explained. I was, like, glad that he was finally doing something. And they all sneak into this random room full of filing cabinets that I don't know how they find it. I don't know how they're finding anything. I guess they had a map or something. I don't know. So they find it, and Storm is like, we have to destroy all the files. And so they destroy all the digital files and the hard copies of the files.
1: I kind of love that part because Beast is hacking the yeah. computer and first of all there's a bunch of weird like 90s like wading symbols on yeah. the screen
0: <laughs> it's a great 90s computer and he's like quoting archimedes and like being a nerd
1: i know well classic beast i mean he was reciting poetry before uh-huh. and then storm is over at the filing cabinet trying to open it and wolverine's like i got the key here and he like cuts <laughs> he uses it open
0: claw, and he's like unlocked i thought that was funny <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh meanwhile outside cyclops and all of them are being attacked now by the humans. They're so trying Cyclops trying to derail blows the tank. Up, yeah, no, he like blows it up a li- with a laser optic blast. So mm-hmm. after he blew up the tank with everyone in it, he turns to like Rogue. He's like, remember, don't hurt the humans. And like Cyclops, he just fucking blew up a tank. There were I people know. in there.
0: And then Gambit's comeback to that that I wrote down was, how about you tell them not to harm us? Which I is love like- that creepy foreshadowing for the fact that the x-men are about to have a really rough fight for the entire yeah. rest of this episode i liked that line too because the x-men are like fucked they're really outnumbered I
1: could, one of the things i love about this episode actually is that they're outnumbered and they just are making a lot of bad calls so it kind of almost introduces the idea that the x-men in this universe like this is the first time, yeah. or not the first time, but this is like one of their first real missions. It
0: is. It definitely is. And I think it's positioned that way. I mean, we don't really know how long they've been doing stuff like this, but it's definitely like their first public-ish mission. Right. And they and are the more creating a ones. reputation for themselves that that they're going to have to really try to control because obviously mutants are already hated and seen as threats and Cyclops and... Xavier are worried about that and like the political angle for them in this world is a big concern.
1: Yeah, exactly. So then we, during this battle and this uh, break-in to the Mutant Agency, we cut to jubilee in another incredibly dark scene where henry gyrick has locked jubilee up in this like cell and she's got her strapped down with all these weird wires and shit
0: she's strapped to a metal pallet
1: yeah and they're basically interrogating her like she's a terrorist except she's like a A 14 year old kid which is so fucked up Like I was watching that
0: they are illegally detaining her. But (laughs) like there's nothing legal about what's happening. I mean, like as a
1: kid watching this, it's like, Oh, somebody saved Jubilee, but as an adult, I'm like, this is this is some dark shit. They're interrogating a teenager. She's a child and they're like mm-hmm. they're like And
0: she knows nothing really. I mean, she they're trying to find out about the X Men. And this is when we start to find out that there's more going on with the mutant control agency. Not that we couldn't have already guessed it with their, you know, sixty foot robots <laughs> And also the guy um, wearing
1: huge glasses that he like peers know, over medicinely. That
0: keep turning completely white, which is always a sign <laughs> that, that the evil. glasses wear is evil. Now the guy um, who
1: built the machines uh
0: is Trask, and he comes and in him.
1: and in this version trask isn't even that evil he just seems to he's be like
0: not he's like tony I mean, stark and he's just like building but...
1: robots like mm-hmm. and he just happens to be working with henry gyrick although see he's also not this is what makes him evil is that he's also not stopping henry gyrick and he's like well right, whatever exactly. allows me he's to make complicit these
0: in what's going on yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, there's yeah.
1: Th- he and they come in and they start like I don't even remember what the conversation was, but Gyrick and Trask start having some, like, catty bitch fight with each other.
0: They and- are. I don't remember what they're arguing about. I think it's over funding. Well, that might be later. They have another argument later on, too. Yeah. We get to see lots of Gyrick-Trask, like, you know, it, dating or I know. I mean, like, maybe
1: I. I they're, they're kind of like lovers I in this ship everybody
0: in this show. Including they're the weird all gay villains. And they're all dating. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but there's a suppressed so, because they're two white street dudes building sentinels to kill the gay people. So they're just. These
0: poor, poor men. Yeah. They're As so usual. frustrated with mutants. Um Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> So this is the scene where we find out that there's more to Jubilee's capture than just capturing a mutant. They've also like somehow realized that she knows the X Men. I guess she she got implicated in that because the X Men saved her at the mall, but she didn't actually know them. They just think she does. And so they're trying to get information. So they're trying to get information from her about the X Men. And she's like, "I don't know
1: what the fuck is going on. I'm I was playing like a game at the arcade 20 seconds ago. Like, what Mm -hmm. the fuck is happening?"
0: Think and they're correct that the X Men are going to come rescue her and that that's going to be their chance to, or at least, Gyric seems to think. Yeah, that this that's is their this chance. is
1: weird because, uh, not weird. It just starts like this game of chess between Gyric and Cyclops because Gyric is setting this up so the X Men will show up and then later on, Cyclops does the same thing to get them to come it's to like him. It's like a
0: very like Xanatos versus yeah. Demona situation yeah. where like everybody is like chess playing with everybody and it's like not clear. That how That is got set up. a
1: recap show we <laughs> need. The future, a gargoyles recap show, anyway. uh, So, after that, we go back to the fight again. Mm -hmm. And Rogue is fighting now. Rogue is like the best in this, like, she's She's amazing. Like, her and Gambit are doing like all the legwork, she's picking up a tank. She's not even hurting anybody. She's picking up the tanks because she has super strength and she's like putting yeah. them in pu- like giant lakes and stuff. It'd be like, good luck. And then she like flies away and Gambit's like throwing his cards, blowing everything up.
0: Yeah, it's, is this the fight? I think this is the part of the fight where Cyclops like uses his optic blast to take out one of the guard control towers and a guard is falling to his death and Rogue goes and saves him. And instead of thanking her for like saving him from falling to his death, the guard just starts screaming, put me down, you freak. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, really fucked up because she just saved him. I mean, they're all doing and then she, that. like puts him down. Like really
1: roughly she like throws Face him on the first ground. first <laughs> into
0: the grass but she also politely is like okay sugar. Like she's still like being flirtatious and like sort of gently mocking him throughout that and like letting the insult roll off her back in a way. It's
1: I love it's that. Really, I love it because she's. It's
0: like sad and badass at the same I, well, time. I just love like, the fact that, that the she's like okay
1: sugar and then she throws <laughs> him as hard as she can against the ground. He's like ow and she's like bye bye.
0: <laughs> It's it's satisfying, but it's also like, fuck that guy. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> fuck
1: all these guys. Uh, so back inside where Storm and all of them are, Storm's like very calmly like burning all the papers and documents on mutants and using a little thundercloud to put them out and then it pans over to like beast who's like typing on the computer also calmly and then it pans over to wolverine who's holding the door back which is breaking off its hinges because people are baiting on it and he's like <laughs> let's go already <laughs> and it's a really yeah. funny image too because it's like so dark and serious and calm and then it gets super goofy and cartoony because he's just like bouncing back and forth it like is terrible animation all around
0: it's great though there's there's a lot of like tone shifts on this show because there kind of has to be yeah um so i'm trying to remember how quickly each thing happens shit starts getting serious like next yeah so so the
1: search tower is spotting them and giving them their their positions and cyclops is blowing them apart that's when rogue catches the guys because he falls out of that because cyclops didn't really think about any of that uh, no,
0: I know. Even though he was the one who was like, "Let's not hurt anyone." Meanwhile, I'm going to destroy this tank and this control tower with my <laughs>
1: eyes. He does that a lot of this episode. He's just
0: like, "I can't control what I'm doing." My glasses, <laughs> my glasses great,
1: That's later. There's
0: a great scene I know. with that. Later. It's like so
1: stupid. But anyway, so during this scene, Gambit is. They're all coming out of the, the building, like Wolverine, Storm, Morph, yep. Beast, uh, and they're all running towards the, the exit. The Sentinels. And no, the Sentinels aren't there well, yeah, yet, yeah, yeah, yeah. because Gambit frees them by charging a card and blows up the fence, and he's like, he's like, let's get out of here. Uh, mm-hmm. And so they do that. Oh yeah, so Wolverine has a great moment where he's running through the fence and everyone's behind him, and he goes, come on, we're missing dinner! <laughs> This is what you're thinking about right now, Wolverine. Jubilee's kidnapped somewhere. There are humans hunting you. She's kidnapped you. in
0: another state. She's, like, not anywhere near I didn't even them. realize take that. the X-Jet to her later. But
1: anyway, the point is that they're all being hunted, and Wolverine's, like, worried about which microwave <laughs> dinner he's going to have tonight.
0: Don't worry. Wolverine is going to be cut down to size in, like, one minute, Ryan. He's not going to get dinner. That's
1: true. Uh, so then they all run out into the woods, and, of course, Worf again goes... See, what did I say? Looks like clear sailing from here. And I'm like, Morph, (laughs) could you be any more ominous about your future?
0: (laughs) Morph is like, it's a good thing none of us died. (laughs) Especially not me. I didn't die at all i'm fine and i'm morph and i'll be in this whole show for its entire run yeah
1: don't you see me on all the covers of all the vhs's back in the day
0: <laughs> that's something morph would actually say i know seriously okay.
1: so the sentinels now show up and everyone's like holy shit and we see one at first and wolverine is like i'm gonna fucking take you out so he charges it and then suddenly like a billion sentinels come out from the trees like they didn't see yeah. them <laughs>
0: Like a lot of sentinels show up very quickly and Wolverine tries to take them on all at once. And then this is sort of weird because again, Wolverine has a healing factor. So like he should be okay. Yeah. But for whatever reason, Morph leaps in front well, we don't even, of a blast. We don't even
1: know that at first because we see, right. we see them all well, we running kind in. Of see,
0: we see it later in like a flashback. Yeah, so, but, yeah. but we see
1: that Morph is going after Wolverine and this is the start of everybody tries to say Wolverine. I'm like, stop it, guys. He can kill be killed and come back to life. He's gonna be okay. None of us nobody else can do that unless a rogue steals his powers. I know. Which she's
0: really sort strange. of does, but
1: so anyway, uh we get a shot of them racing towards the sentinel, and then it goes back to Gene and Professor trying to run the mission from Cerebro, and Gene mm-hmm. just screams. And she so falls right. to the ground. And Charles Xavier's just sitting there, I don't know, like fucking dicking around on his iPhone. I have yeah, no idea. Yeah, he's not
0: doing jack shit, honestly. I mean, Gene like, is apparently running the mission. He's and, just like... and Xavier's just fucking chilling. She's like doing
1: shots of whiskey, and he's like, it's really great that this chair can hover. Like,
0: <laughs> And so, like, Gene is just wildly screaming, classic Gene, and fainting. And Xavier and being turns like, around really and he's dramatic. like,
1: Gene, whatever is the matter. And Gene's like, can't you feel that? It's Morph. He's gone. And Xavier's like picks up Cerebro and puts it on his head. And he's like, I can't feel anything. I feel all the X-Men except for Morph. This is
0: actually like a pretty freaky scene. I mean, much as I'm happy to make fun of Xavier at all times, I thought that pacing wise. It was was very
1: dark because they're both like they're not saying he's dead, but they're both like both being like he's gone. Like and I don't think they even understand if he's dead or not, because I don't think any either of them had experienced Cerebro. In that kind of way, uh, so. Uh, <laughs>
0: but I think they know, and I think like since it's a kids' show, this is like a clever way of sort of getting that across, or starting to get it across. Like, oh, wait, what happened to it? Right, right. Is so he dead. So
1: then everything fades out, and we see the blackbird landing. And this is this is when I was getting a little emotional watching a fucking children's show again. It's like Steven Universe all over again.
0: God, yeah. Uh, and
1: so we see all the X Men exiting. The Blackbird, and we see Rogue and Gambit, and they—they are they just look really sad. Like Rogue's not crying, but she's definitely like she has this awful look of dread on her face. She feels—you like, can see that they look terrible. We go into mm-hmm. the the Blackbird, and we see everybody leave there, and Storm weasens until they leave, and then she just breaks down crying. Yeah, and then so they're they're all leaving sadly. And the Cyclops is standing there, like, I don't know, fixing his glasses, and Wolverine comes over, and he's like, Cyclops! And he just comes over. And he punches him. Yeah, as hard as he possibly can in his gut. And Wolverine goes, if that ever happens again, these are coming out. And he, like, breaks out his claws. Yeah. And Cyclops is like, you know, he's, he's defending himself. And he's like, you know, I had to do what I had to do. And Wolverine's like, yeah, fuck you. And like charges off crying. Yeah. And then Jean.
0: But we this is before we've seen all the flashbacks. Right. So we don't yet know yeah. why Wolverine is mad at Cyclops specifically. I can't remember. Now, here's the thing
1: is that they don't those X-Men don't even know that Morph is dead yet. They're just, they're right. just mad because they... Well,
0: they, they think that both Morph and Beast are missing at this yeah, point. Yeah, and they
1: think that they're potentially being tortured or dead and they lost two of their own. Right. And they're really upset about it. And they're obviously having a, a, a quarrel about Cyclops' de- decisions. So Jean then decides... Right, because to...
0: Cyclops was in charge of the mission. He was the person calling the shots, which we see what those shots are in Right, a and so
1: and so Wolverine's demanding to know where Morph is. He doesn't ask about Beast. He's like, what happened to Morph? And like Jean comes running in and very classily just yells,
0: Morph is dead! Yeah, Jean is really not subtle in this moment. <laughs> I mean, to be
1: fair... I mean, they're, they're I, supposed to be young here. they can tell here.
0: theoretically that Beast isn't dead because, like, Jean and Xavier would be able to figure it out if he yeah. was. So they know Beast is captured, but they don't know what's going on with him. He's missing still.
1: But so, like, so then, then it becomes very real to them that one of their team members just died. So Wolverine storms off. And he runs into like the garage, and he goes there to Cyclops' yes, car. and
0: he picks up a car. I guess it's Cyclops' it, it's car. It's Cyclops' and he car. Rips off yeah, the top I love of it. it. He like
1: really cuts. I don't even know. He doesn't even have super strength, but he cuts it off with his claws, and then he rips it off somehow, and just throws it aside, and jumps in. And Jean comes running in. and He's like, "Tell Cyclops I made him a new convertible." And Jean's like, yeah. "It's not his fault, Wolverine." And then he just. Like, basically, flips her off and drives away. And Jean goes, and I love this line. jean goes, It's not your fault either.
0: I know. And she's like crying. Everyone's crying in this episode. I mean, it's really intense. It's,
1: considering <laughs> that Jean did nothing in the last episode, I like that she got a lot of good one liners here.
0: She does, like screaming, Morph's dead. That's my favorite Jean line in this entire show. <laughs> I am Morph's dead! Yeah. Uh, so it's a great quality shout. No, I'm just kidding. It's actually a good scene. No, but... I actually really like all the writing in this episode i do
1: too and so as wolverine is driving we get a flashback to what actually happened which is a little weird i guess they had to do it because i don't know i
0: think it's oh do you mean it's weird to do this in flashbacks i actually thought it was kind of interesting i I do
1: too but like i i was trying to figure out why they did that and it's not because like they were trying to avoid an on-screen death because then they do a flashback and show it anyway so like they do
0: show it and they sh- literally say Morph is dead. Like multiple al- times. Although they only say it once, but yeah. I don't uh, know. So, I don't know if they had rules about so, that. So kind the thing sentinels back then. are
1: like blasting down at them and Morph sees it coming and Morph pushes Wolverine out of the way and just gets obliterated. Because, yeah. because he's, like, a shapeshifter.
0: He doesn't have any healing factor at all. He has no armor. He has no way to protect himself from a blast like that. It's, like, bizarre that he jumps in I, front of I it.
1: agree. And also, it's strange because they don't explain any of morph's powers, but Morph is a shapeshifter, and unlike Mystique, his, like, molecules are completely unstable, so this was just a dangerous move for him to do all around. So he just was, like, fucking vaporized or whatever. I, I, I thought it was weird they did that, because Wolverine can heal.
0: Well... I mean, narratively, it's it's clear why they did it. And, like, we can get into this at the end when we're talking about Morph's backstory. But, like, since he was a character that, like, hadn't been used for a while, they and they just needed a character they could kill off, yeah. I think. No, that's, like, that's what it was. Like, they wanted somebody to die. <laughs> but what's weird is is that Morph sacrifices himself for Wolverine specifically. Like, why not any other character that doesn't have a healing Right, right, right.
1: And Wolverine, like, clearly cares a lot more about Morph in this than he does about Beast. He did an
0: episode ago. Well, yeah, that too. But that's because he was
1: too busy putting his dick in Gambit and be like, let's play (laughs) poker, bug. Get it? I'm going to (laughs) poke you.
0: (laughs) Snicked. But, like, in this, he's like, Morph's my boyfriend now, and I'm sad, and it's like it's cute but it's also like geez wolverine Wolverine is just dating like
1: every man and woman in the x mansion they're they're all dating wolverine
0: i get it i I mean i do too
1: like his type of dude is hard to come by uh i mean he's all gruff and sexy (laughs) and like a biker but also like super liberal and like you know bisexual (laughs) so
0: wolverine call us yeah
1: seriously call me wolverine um so
0: anyway back to this episode yeah so
1: so meanwhile we have gambit and rogue and gambit says rogue because she almost gets knocked out so he like catches her mm-hmm. and then they're chasing him and she picks him up she's like no we gotta fly out of here and so
0: yeah this is still in the flashback to the fight that just yeah, happened. yeah
1: yeah this is still the flashback to the fight that we cut away from and cut back to repeatedly mm-hmm. uh
0: well wolverine is driving in a car by himself and crying yeah and on a ledge yeah uh, and, just being and listening
1: to some like disturbed yeah so,
0: yep, yep, yep. so so i love
1: that gambit and Rogue are saving each other because it sets up their I dynamic I it was
0: cute it sets up it sets up their sort of will they won't they situation which is like pretty prevalent on right. the show. and then
1: another thing that I like about this is that Cyclops is doing a terrible job at calling his shots and they're clearly outnumbered getting like trampled by all these sentinels and Storm goes Cyclops mm-hmm. you gotta call them back like this is th- we're gonna die like you have to get us all out of here Psych like she's and he's like yeah, yeah I guess you're right Storm and Storm's like why am I not leaving why am I not in charge <laughs>
0: Why is this idiot in charge of everything? <laughs> um, so then Cyclops is like, okay, retreat, everybody, we have to leave now. Except for and Wolverine, Wolverine is like, we're not leaving without morph and Beast. You know, like, he's
1: also like the X-Men, don't cut and run.
0: Yeah. He doesn't want to leave. He's like,
1: I'm gonna go deal with them myself. You mm-hmm. can't save them, but I can. And so he charges off, and Cyclops is like, I don't want you to throw your life away, boyfriend Wolverine. <laughs> He's got a healing factor. But he
0: can't throw his life away.
1: That's why I'm like, why is this line here? And then, so Rogue's like, "Don't worry, I'll stop him." So she like takes off her glove and just like knocks him out with like her. Yeah, she powers. she touches
0: Wolverine's bicep gently and knocks him. But out. But now
1: Rogue has the healing factor, so she could go in and she has super strength. So really, they should have just sent Rogan into that point and just resolved well, all that. But
0: I I. <sighs> In Cyclops' defense, and I can't believe I'm defending him because he's an idiot, but in his defense, if Wolverine had gone in, there's a possibility he could have been captured. So his life would be thrown away in the sense that he might end up just a pawn of the mutant control agency again yeah. and obviously he's already like experienced that life with weapon x and he doesn't want to be in a situation again that's where he's captured and he's being experimented that on. is fair that is a way that his life could be thrown away that doesn't involve him dying yeah and it is the thing that cyclops is trying to prevent because really they are outnumbered and if wolverine goes back by himself there's like a gazillion sentinels over there they're just going to capture yeah him. like he can only he can only fight right. so long. That's a
1: good point. That Cyclops would think about that kind of thing.
0: I mean, it's not made clear in the episode, but I think I think that if they'd like had time to explain things a little better, that's maybe what they were going for, but it could have been a little better written.
1: Well, yeah, but also 20 minutes to do or less in an episode is hard, so...
0: Absolutely. And I think it's, like, trying to just establish this is one of their first serious public missions where there's gonna be big fallout and deaths and, like, Cyclops doesn't really know how to lead yet. And the his arc on the show is gonna be, like, figuring that out and maybe sucking at it also.
1: So next this is this is weird. The the next three shots are like all the fuck all over the place. So first yep. we have Wolverine <laughs> sitting on a rock on a ledge crying about morph, and he's like, I'll avenge you, my boyfriend <laughs> number five hundred and sixty two
0: You're just as important to me as the other 561 boyfriends and girlfriends (laughs) I have. There's some like
1: melodramatic music playing in the background. His eyeliner's running. I actually
0: really liked all of the music in this episode. I did too. Just as a sidebar, I I like specifically wrote down that I really enjoyed the the background musical stings that they wrote for the show. Anyway, keep going.
1: Um, So (laughs) then after that, we have a shot of Beast crying and he's
0: i know this this scene made me really sad cuz beast is like <laughs>
1: he goes he's like he's being knocked out and he's crying and he's like
0: he's been kidnapped yeah and
1: he's crying and he's like i'm kidnapped i'm locked in a cell and he goes he's gone morph's gone so he's crying because he saw like i think he's the only one that actually saw morph saw get killed and then and then yeah. seconds later got captured himself Uh, and so then gyrick walks in he's like i want to ask you a few questions and beast is like not now fuck you not now and gyrick's like well it's your funeral and beast is like yeah get out of here get the fuck out of here i actually
0: really liked the setup of this shot too because it starts out with you seeing beast and you don't realize he's right side up and he's on the ceiling and then the camera sort of spins around and you realize that he's actually upside down on the ceiling and so it's like oh you're seeing things from Beast's perspective and then you see things from Gyric's perspective and you see like beast is this sort of foreign upside down thing it's neat it's like one of those animation things where i'm like that's actually there was a lot of
1: cool (laughs) things like that with this whole episode uh, and so then we cut to a very serious broadcast from the president to which I screamed, holy shit, the president's a woman. <laughs> I was yeah, so happy about I've... that. I mean, I remembered that. <laughs> but then I like like right now with what we're going through and have been going through with know, all of our right? politics.
0: This show is very unrealistic. I, I know. That's uh... her voice <laughs> they are doing,
1: by the way. Uh, and so she is making a statement saying that. A group of renegade mutants broke into a government control facility. They didn't specify that it's a mutant one because, like, that information isn't out there yet. I think that's what the next mm-hmm. episode sort of highlights on. Uh, and she's like, this, because she has to make a, a statement about all this crazy shit. Right here, she also states that if you saw any giant robots, it's, uh sort of a tentative program they had been working on for security measures and to not be alarmed by it. And you're like, oh, whose side is this lady on? But we, we get into that a little bit later. Uh, she's yeah, making a public thing. but for the
0: thing. moment, we don't know what to think. And it definitely doesn't sound like she's being sympathetic to mutants. It, it,
1: it shows, like, Senator Kelly for a split second. And he's like, here's my rebuttal. Like, he's got to be, oh, like, right, like, Senator like, like Senator presidential com- campaign bullshit. Uh, there's certain senators and politicians that he reminded me of in that moment. I'm just not going to get into it right now.
0: <laughs> well, I think anybody who knows, even a little teeny tiny bit about X-Men, knows that Senator Kelly is like the mega conservative anti-mutant senator of, right. you know, canon. Yeah, and
1: as a kid watching this, like... I didn't understand what a senator was This is like I like Politics that like I just did not understand until I was older and a teenager and then again later As right. an adult like you when you're watching Star Wars Clone Wars and you really Learn a lot about yeah. like the politics of that Show and you know Senator Amidala I mean, and all that That so.
0: show has Really complicated politics because yeah. There's like multiple planets but this show is Just trying to imitate our own government I know But as a kid I was like I don't understand Any so, of this so, I mean yeah
1: same And like that's what I'm saying is that like it introduces like a lot of high politics in a children's show uh so you know like i didn't understand that as a kid but as an adult i was like really feeling those vibes this time around
0: so we would react much the way wolverine does in this next scene by growling somebody turn off that trash yeah yeah because wolverine is in a bar
1: and okay so yes this
0: it pans out in this news podcast is being played on a tv in a pool hall right
1: that and okay so this is like the pool hall bar that they took a lot mm-hmm. of the lines and stuck this it into X Men, including that line the you first just said. X-Men yeah, movie. yeah, the first X Men movie. Yes. Uh,
0: Remember that wonderful scene where we first meet the beautiful Hugh Jackman in a bar? And he's just in bar.
1: stripping in the bar he's and fighting. And he's
0: badass, and you're like. I love him. I'm in love with him. I want to be him. And I also want to have sex with him. Know. Like all of those emotions are running through your head. You're 13. And this is like a formative moment for right. you. So anyway, that's all coming back to you in this moment, because this is the animated scene that predated that movie.
1: <laughs> so the, even the line with Wolverine saying, turn that trash off is the exact same yeah. line that he it's had literally- when Senator Kelly was on, or the whole debate was happening on the TV, in yeah. the bar, in the movie, except rogue was there. Um,
0: so that happened but in this version she is she is not there but in this version there's still like a bunch of like street toughs who are in the pool hall also and who like say the corniest possible shit to wolverine in this scene. like they make fun of his hair essentially like they don't know that he's a mutant so they're just like calling him a mutt and they're calling him fur face (laughs) and stuff and i'm like at first I was like, can they tell he's a mutant? So that's why they're being aggro with him, but they can't. And then all of a sudden he like bears his claws because he gets, you know, annoyed and can tell yeah. they're picking a fight and just wants them to back off. And then the owner of the bar, or I think he's the owner, comes out with a bat and he's like, Hey, we don't want your kind here. You're a mutant. And then like the real shit starts going down. Yeah.
1: And then, and then he also says, yeah, why don't you get out of your freak show? Which is another line that was translated into that scene.
0: Yes. Um, so classic, and I, I, classic I, have a, lines. I
1: have a note here that's like an all cast. I'm like, this is all in the first X-Men movie.
0: Yeah, even this entire premise of like Wolverine being in a bar, and so then I mean, this isn't like the movie, but then Cyclops walks in and he's like wearing street clothes and like his normal glasses, and then for some reason the street toughs start like antagonizing Cyclops about his glasses, and I'm like, this is like wildly unrealistic and like feels like a middle school fight or like a high school fight where like yeah people making fun of your hair and your glasses like adults yeah don't exactly do this. and
1: cyclops is like you wouldn't attack a man wearing glasses would you and they're like yeah we would so he takes the the pool
0: he stick He like rips Cyclops' glasses And Cyclops off. like
1: shoots lasers all over the bar Blows up a pool I'm like Oh my god
0: Like Cyclops does not close uh, his eyes I'm like
1: Cyclops you just need to shut your eyes <laughs> If you can see and you're not wearing your glasses You're doing it wrong
0: It's like really funny Like Cyclops is like what? He's like my glasses Wow Can't close my eyes except for when I blink I can't, I can't remember if he actually like exclaims my glasses Or if that's just something that you and I have said to ourselves So I think many he times does
1: eventually but not in this particular instance because i probably would have written that down
0: ryan and i make jokes about cyclops accidentally losing his glasses pretty much every day of our lives so like that's something that happens in this scene i yeah. guess
1: instead so the, the guy who goes oh put them back on put them back on it's
0: actually pretty funny yeah,
1: yeah. cyclops and wolverine go outside and Wolverine's like I'm not talking to you unless you apologize and Cyclops is like I'm not going to apologize for the the calls I make during a mission Mm -hmm. and Wolverine's like yeah well fuck you buddy and Cyclops (laughs) is like well, but what if I told you that we have a way to track where the Sentinels are going to get Jubilee? And Wolverine's like, count me in, bub.
0: Yeah, all of a sudden he's back on I, board. I know,
1: it's like Wolverine, like, he's there for the fight. He wants to fight. He wants to fight for his his fellow comrades and X-Men and, like, the people he cares about. But he just doesn't want to fucking take orders from Cyclops.
0: Exactly. He hates authority, but he wants the resources that being part of the X-Men can provide. Classic Wolverine Right, problem. and
1: so now we cut back to the President's office where we sort of learn a little bit more about the president. And Henry Geirich walks in, and she's, like, using, like, a stairmaster, which is hilarious. Yeah,
0: she's, like, doing her exercises while talking to him and taking his meeting, which is pretty funny. And so (laughs) he's like,
1: blah, 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 blah. I don't care what he says. It's fucking Henry Geirich. And, like, the president is, like... At first, I wanted to congratulate you on the success of your Sentinel program. Now I want you to... Or not the Sentinel program, but the, the Mutant Control Agency program. Uh, but now I want you to shut it down. Uh, she's like, she's yep. like, we're done. You need to stop the end. And Garrick is all pissy. And like, this... I love this line. So the president is like, those mutants were willing to sacrifice themselves for those files in that facility. Did they have a good reason to be?
0: Yeah. It is a good line. Then he doesn't have a good answer for it. He just, like, storms he's out. Like, he's
1: like, I know, he storms out. But I love this because it kind of sets up the idea that the president is... I, like is a president where she like had to make this statement that kind of puts this in the negative light but then is also like
0: right but also is like not really clear what side she's on she has to do the president thing where she's like seeming to cater to both right. sides but behind closed doors apparently she's skeptical and she's like i realize that the x-men look like terrorists but are they also freedom fighters like what's their actual motivation here what did they yeah. want and like maybe we should question what And so this like is. I I just
1: love that we had a president character that was written like what like a logical president I should say would do.
0: It is it is interesting to see that and to realize that the other political forces going on aren't are from like senators and these other private organizations that are happening. Those are what is posing a threat to, to the X-Men. Because then
1: Gyrik <laughs> walks out into the hall, he goes, I'm not gonna tell her anything or show her anything about what I do. And he throws all those files up in the air, and I'm like, dude, well now she's just gonna pick them up and see what you're doing. And <laughs> you're like, you idiot, like
0: <laughs> Well, they have to make Gyric like not that scary, but, and like goofy. Yeah. But it is really silly. So but
1: then so then he gets a phone call on his cell phone. And the cell phone's like the size of a fucking like 25 brick? Lego box put together. Yeah, a brick. And so he holds it up and <laughs> yeah. it's like bigger than his head. And he's like, what? He's like, all right, stay right there and make sure he doesn't leave. And it cuts to like this is so fucking stupid. Jubilee's dad on the phone and Jubilee's dad puts the phone down and goes to the other room and Cyclops is visiting them. And I'm like, Jubilee's dad is such an asshole.
0: He's so, he's the worst. He's terrible. This conversation. God, I, I had such mixed feelings about Jubilee's foster parents in this. I I don't know how you felt but anyway so Cyclops is just like hanging out having a cup of juice with Jubilee's foster parents I'm like trying to tell them about like the difference between the mutant control agency versus like Xavier's school which he hasn't really introduced yet but it comes later yeah. and he's kind of like you did the right thing by wanting to help her but there's other better ways that she could be Yeah, helped. like not turning and your
1: daughter over to like you and hunting robots <laughs> like yeah, they're gonna kill I mean, and not torture that they knew
0: that and they kind of admit that they're like we didn't understand the robots would show up where did they come I mean that's from? true
1: like like, nobody in the world was expecting giant tower-sized robots to start clunking down the street. Like Nobody knew that, uh, including yeah. the X-Men. They
0: thought they were helping, and they, they fucked up. And at the end of this conversation, Cyclops says, you just want to help her. And you have. And I was like, Cyclops. I know. I know that you're lying to Jubilee's dad to make him feel better because he feels really guilty. But no, like, that's not. They I, really didn't have I don't her. think that's what
1: it is. I think it's because Cyclops knew that he was going to call it in. And so he just was like waiting for him to do that. And so they can track the Sentinels and then find Jubilee. That's what I think it is.
0: Oh, so like by I calling it in. I think this is all like in?
1: Cyclops's strategy. Yeah. Like, because he knew if he went there, then they would probably contact the person who took her in the oh first place oh my god
0: this is another Xanato situation it really it? <laughs> is
1: and, so, and Jubilee's dad's like you know you don't understand you need to get out of here I just called them, and Cyclops is like I know tips glasses blows them up shoots down the house no that's not what happens but
0: JK uh, so he goes outside
1: and all the <laughs> sentinels are right there and like Cyclops immediately like blows off its arm and then the sentinel... Uh,
0: after getting his only cool one-liner possibly ever, and it's, like, still a terrible okay, one. Okay, no, it's just so stupid the- because... <laughs> the sentinel is, like, surrender, muted and Cyclops goes, Of course, not I was <laughs> like, like oh my god it's like fucking Wayne's world over here okay so
1: the sentinel blasts off and the neighbor downstairs that's standing next to the
0: sentinel just goes <laughs> well it has to be kind of funny even though it's really scary so Cyclops hops in the X-Jet yeah, and he follows the sentinel who has been like slightly wounded I guess by his blast and the sentinel's like it's flying it's going back along. to
1: home base to be repaired mm-hmm which I guess is where in Detroit, is that what you said? I,
0: it's in Detroit. I don't know why. I don't understand where we are, but for some reason at some point it said that Jubilee was in Detroit and I was like, that's so far away. I, like,
1: yeah, I know. And I also love that Sentinel is like blowing away across the entire United States. Yeah. I have some questions. I'm sorry. Like, what I, if a giant robot and like a weird giant ship flew across the United States, don't you think a bunch of people would have fucking saw that and be like, why the fuck is there like a transformer and like this crazy space? Space alien jet flying through the air
0: Yeah and like do they have permission From the army to be flying those Like didn't the president just shut down This program (laughs) Like, what's going on?
1: Like, they went from New York to Detroit, and that's a really long way. So, like, I, I mean, had some the questions. The same could there. be said
0: of the X Jet, right? I mean, how is Cyclops getting permission to fly the X Jet everywhere that he takes well, it? Well, because like,
1: normally Storm puts it in stealth mode, but in this case, they're not. It's just fucking maybe it's stupid. supposed to
0: be. We're, we're hung up on this, and it really doesn't matter. Okay, well, I, so this, this, is, the this robot. is like you being like,
1: who's paying for the damages of the mall? I, I would like to know.
0: Look, it's a good question, but it doesn't get answered. So, anyway, the, the robot, as soon as it reaches its home base, it somehow instantly crashes and, like, crashes into the building and, like, oh destroys the God. power generator. I love it. it, like,
1: crashes through, frees Jubilee. And like Yeah because Gyrick's as soon like, as It
0: destroys the The power generator It like frees Jubilee's Electronic bonds And then she can use Her powers to get out The rest of the way But that's so coincidental It's insane Yeah and Gairic is sitting Gyrick there is sitting there But he's No but mad. I love that Gairic's <laughs>
1: like He's like he's like can't, do you, can't you control Where these things are going Then they turn over And they see that the wall Is like Like moving outward And they're like The fuck is that And then Jubilee like Explodes out of it she's like Ta-da Jubilee Bye uh-huh,
0: It's great And then all of a sudden All the X-Men are there, but only after
1: all the sentinels surround Jubilee, and it seems like she's about to like get die, yeah. And then all the X Men show up, and like I didn't even take any notes about this battle because they're all just basically doing their basic things. Like we have Cyclops it's also shooting like the
0: last couple minutes of the episode, it's a really quick thing. Um, something cute that happens is that as soon as Jubilee sees the other X Men, like Gambit, she hugs Gambit really yeah, quickly yeah. And
1: Gambit's like, Did you miss me, petite? And uh, she she gives him that big hug, and he's like, Guess so.
0: I thought it was cute. Because, I mean, this is about to get solidified in the next scene, but it sort of indicates that Jubilee finally has a family, which before yeah. now she hasn't really had one.
1: Right, including her shitty foster parents that kept on getting her
0: What happens in the next killed. scene is she goes and says goodbye to her foster parents and is like, Xavier's Institute is going to be a better place for me. And, you know, I know you guys were trying to be great parents and you did a great job. And I'm like, Jubilee, they fucking didn't. They didn't. Oh,
1: no, I wrote that too. I was like, <laughs> no. But meanwhile, I, I put a note here saying that, like, as soon as all the X-Men busted it to take out the Sentinels, Tr- like, Gyrek turns to Trask. He's like, Come on, Trask. We got to get out of here. We're going to take the program overseas. Which, yeah. Which kind of sets that is up the an idea. Important note. Yeah. That they get A, get away, but B, they're taking their Sentinel program because he knows that the president's going to shut them down and basically leaves their jobs illegally to go work on this project illegally overseas somewhere
0: right which means that they're just gonna be a private corporation that kills mutants like where are they getting funding it's the umbrella corporation actually points out at one point i don't remember when they get into their little fight but trask is like we're losing all of our money and garrick is like shut up we'll figure (laughs) it out baby like i don't know they get into like a weird fight
1: you're right so they do get away and um Oh yeah, there's there 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 is a moment here where Storm, like as like the Sentinels are trying to escape, Storm raises her arms. She goes, "I summon the power of oh God, the yes. the rain and lightning, and like blows it up and like." Then Rogue just kind of grabs it and slams it into the ground.
0: It's badass.
1: And there's also the part where the Sentinel like hits Rogue so hard that it, she's so strong that she leaves an imprint of herself in the ground. Mm. And she gets up and she's like, she's like lighting up on the punches, sugar. I love so- that,
0: too. I actually thought those animation moments were kind of neat looking.
1: Oh, it, that's this, all in the
0: final fight.
1: The The fight ends with Wolverine decapitating the final Sentinel while screaming, this one's for you, Morph!
0: Yeah. And, like,
1: slices off the Sentinel's head.
0: That was, like, moment number billion when I was like, are Wolverine and Morph boyfriends? Like, what's uh, happening? <laughs> like, why is Wolverine so...
1: When it when it first came out, I remember people saying that then. Because, it, like, when I was a kid, people were like, whoa, are, like Wolverine and Morph dating? Like, what's it happening? It seems
0: that way. I mean, I realize we have a segment on our show where we discuss that exact issue, and we can get to it later, but it, it seemed pretty gay. Anyway.
1: <laughs> so anyway, Jubilee joins the X-Mansion, and our final shot is Cyclops seeing Jubilee ringing the doorbell and being welcomed in, and Cyclops is sad upstairs still, because like, all the shit that just yeah. went down or, like was majorly fucked up for children to be watching, by the way. Uh, and he's sitting there, looking morose, and Jean's looking out the window, and she turns back to Cyclops, and Cyclops is like, Jean do you think I did the right thing back there? And Jean yeah. doesn't say yes or no. She goes, you did what you had to do. Which is, like, sort of fucked up that Jean's like... She's like, I I can't say... I don't know if I agree with you or don't agree with you. And I also, mean, I like,
0: feel like that's kind of the right thing to say, though, because yeah. he's basically becoming a leader, and that means that he's going to have to make some unpopular decisions, and it's not really Jean's call. No. Like, she's not going to be there in the field, and if she... Call, she's she's not supposed to be like weighing in. It's kind of fucked up But like if Cyclops is the leader And for the moment he is Yeah um, That's how that goes But
1: I think it's I think this is one of those moments too Where it was like Jean gets some good lines in here She doesn't get to do much But when she talks She does get like Some of the best lines in the episode
0: Mm -hmm. And it's established like way later That Jean is like One of the most powerful X-Men Period Yeah So But this is before anyone watching knows that So they probably just think Jean is like Cyclops' dumb girlfriend (laughs) As far as anybody knows But we know better we and do. We Know gene is going to be badass later,
1: uh, and so that's where the episode ends. Is Cyclops being sad that their their teammate was killed? Beast is still kidnapped, by the way. That yes. was not resolved because that carries Beast into is the still next kidnapped, episode,
0: and that's just going to continue. Yeah. That's going to keep being a plot point. So get ready for that, folks. So
1: so, <laughs> so so let's get into politics.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of politics. We got to meet the president.
1: We did. Okay, so before we talk about, like, politics in the real world, let's review what's happening in this episode, okay? So we have... The X-Men are are now public. People know what yep. they are, but people didn't really know what mutants are yet. And also we have the government facility that was detaining mutants and doing weird fucking torture interrogations on them. And the president yeah. didn't really know about it and is just finding out about it and trying to cover that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a major death in this episode uh, of a character that they all they all have to deal with death while also saving Jubilee because they don't know how much time they have before Jubilee is also potentially killed. They don't even know what happened to Beast. They're all distraught. You can tell it's a, like one of their first missions. It's just like, it's a lot. It's like, and it's it's also the that fucking mutant agency is torturing teenagers. They don't care. Yeah. It's so fucked up.
0: It is. It's a really, really dark episode if you actually look at what happens in it, which yeah. as a kid... I wouldn't have thought about any of these things. I I would have been like, this is a pretty slow episode. Like, it's it doesn't feel but that that's, way. And that's what
1: I remember, because I remember thinking that the first few episodes of this show, especially the episode two, uh, I was always, like, so bored by it. But now, in watching it again now, and I've seen these a lot recently, where I just, like, turn it on in the background, but, like, sitting here taking the notes, I'm like, this is really, this is really, really good. Like, it's good writing, it's dark writing. kind of It kind of sets up, like, those same um feelings i get when i watch like things like steven universe where like they make it very clear that like you know like
0: yeah the, the situation with the gems is a lot more serious than steven realizes but you right. kind of see it through Stephen or more eyes. specifically
1: you can compare it to like legend of Korra now where they're all like right. people can die things are really fucked up politics are really fucked up you have to figure out where you stand and that you know these characters are figuring it out a long time alongside with you i like i like using current cartoons to make it easier i don't
0: know clone wars and star wars rebels do this stuff slowly too where they have a character who starts out very young and then they get older slowly and in that time we see more and more serious things happening this show however is starting out really serious by having it like a character that you just met and liked. I mean, Morph is like very funny and charming in this. Yeah. And he dies immediately. Right. And, and I, I think his loss is felt. So they give him like a lot of good moments and he's pretty memorable. I think
1: the fact that they're dealing with death on a show, a show, it's like, it's it's a big deal. And I think it's something that we did not appreciate back then or really look at in review and been like wow we did it there's this tv show that featured an on-screen death and like you saw mm, the x-men and all the
0: characters crying yeah like, openly grieving and not shaming one another for grieving over their teammate and and being like how should we deal with this
1: right and so it's sort of like it it's like a sort of a, pol- a political statement both on like uh being at war because they can't stop like they're they're grieving their teammate and and they also have to go save jubilee and they don't know how much time they have so they're at war and they like they it's like the the war continues but it's also that they're like rebels and which like like they know willingly going into this that like the stakes are really high and that since we are rebels like freedom fighters uh that are fighting for uh mutant rights and for ourselves uh you know there's one of us could die and that we all have to sort of a, like a acknowledge like that every time we go on the field we could die but it's never been a reality for them until this first moment when one of them does die uh yeah and it's tough. And they also
0: all seem very young here like they all seem like maybe 20 years old like in terms of how they're interacting with each other and talking i mean to they each have other, to at least like, be
1: over 21 because wolverine's at a bar
0: you're right but they seem very young which I thought was kind of cool because I know that they're going to grow up over the course of this show and we're going to sort of see that but like it's just kind of neat to see them be like not know what they're doing but like be really powerful at the same time right I don't know that's nothing to do with politics it's just a cool thing about the show right and
1: uh, (laughs) and also I mean for anybody that I'm not going to spoil exactly what happens but um, uh, Star Wars Rogue One that happened which is about rebels and freedom fighters is like the death count is high in that because they all know they're like we like we're willing to sacrifice ourselves to yeah. make things better for everyone else to like make our point our stance uh to get like, just this one little data chip that will give us the upper hand like that's what it reminds me of where it's like they're on they're breaking into the mutant uh, control agency and they just they're destroying the data. To, to
0: save hundreds or possibly thousands. We don't know how many mutants like that's what they're doing. It and, for. and
1: they're well aware that they could die in that situation. And I think that might have been the weird conversation that Charles and Xavier and Cyclops were trying to have in the last episode that was not explained at all. Where,
0: oh, do you think maybe Xavier was implying that? He knows everyone could die.
1: Yeah, I think that might have been, and I think Cyclops did too, because he's like, "I don't like this idea," and Charles like, "Don't say it," because this is what we're gonna do. And it's a scary reality if you're gonna be like that, if you're gonna be a vigilante, or even right now politically, because it's really a huge. We have so many protests going on right now. Yeah, Uh, and and it's
0: it's like very tricky to know like what kinds of personal sacrifice right and some and some
1: fucked up stuff has happened. Uh, Like, not just now, it's always been this way too, in other countries and anything like that, where like there's a big protest happening and the people can turn on against you so fast and they don't even care. Like, but that's like the risk the X-Men are taking to make things better for everyone else. You know, like it's,
0: yeah. And I mean, it's, it's the risk that freedom fighters take everywhere. Yeah. That they exist, is, is to just be like, well, we believe in our cause. And it's also like really tricky because you have to kind of weigh those options. And in this episode, they didn't really get into that, but they did get into something that does concern like real life activists or freedom fighters everywhere, which is how do you decide who's in charge and how do you deal with taking orders when you're like part of an independent organization that doesn't really answer to any other authority. And like, obviously, you know, activist groups have to worry about that on like a very small scale, but like Cyclops, having to worry about like how to deal with somebody like Wolverine who clearly hates authority as all activists do. Yeah. Of course. Doesn't want to listen. Um, but they still need him and Wolverine still needs the, Resources the, the X-Men provide right. And like how are they gonna have figure it out They have to work together even though they Really don't like each other I know And, and it's, don't it's, agree politically in some ways On like how to approach these things How right. much violence I mean, to use like Wolverine Wants to fucking kill people but Like there's a lot of like violence Versus non-violence situations And there's also too. like the
1: whole thing where like we're not gonna hurt The people that are trying to yeah. hurt us but Obviously not all the X-Men agree with that because Like
0: yeah 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 cause Gambit's kind I of mean, like
1: that's... Cause remember Gambit's like yeah but can you tell them not to hurt us because we're going to we're not going to hurt them but like they're going to try and kill us she and gamut's like that doesn't seem very fair to me like you know
0: (laughs) yeah but it's like not an argument they really have time to have and like for the moment they're just agreeing we're going to go along with what xavier and cyclops are saying but I think in episode three, we're going to hear an alternative viewpoint to that because we are about to meet Magneto and Magneto believes in violence. Yeah. So we <laughs> well, are going know. to hear a very different perspective on like how the oppressed could potentially react to being oppressed. And this is, again, an argument that is ongoing to this day, like when is violence appropriate and like acceptable and not and that's something the show is going to navigate.
1: Right. And uh, it'll be weird. So, uh,
0: <laughs> Kids shows. I know. I know. It's, it's,
1: <laughs> it's complicated. Uh, I think the control agency is also an important piece in here because I mean, we talked about that a little bit last time in our politics section, but this mm-hmm. is one where they, and this is, this is, this is what is really dark for me to watch right now where like they took a teenager and they started torturing her for answers and interrogating her uh, which is and like, holding
0: her for how? Who knows how long? Right, right, days. right. And so, what, did she have food? Did she get to go exactly. to exactly? The like, these are things we don't we, see we, or we, know. we
1: don't. And also, like you know, she keeps on crying. I'm just a kid. I'm just a kid. And like, it just resonated so loud with, uh, like, I. I mean, this was written in the '90s, but right now, like, think about
0: yeah, like kids getting detained by police or shot by police. I mean, I think about that stuff. Well, I th- I'm when thinking I watch. more about
1: like the immigration policies that have come up and like how there are people being held over, including like a child that was like like their parents were the child was taken from the parents at some point because the child wasn't allowed to be there but the child was like two and it was like really fucked up at some point like that's a thing that happened in the real world um it also reminds me a lot of uh what was i gonna say um
0: Well, I mean, there's a lot of, like, potential parallels. I mean, like, laws surrounding how we can hold and treat terrorists have changed a lot to the Patriot Act. And, I mean, those laws have gotten increasingly fucked up. Like, it could potentially be legal to just kind of keep Beast in a cell forever and, like, never, no one would ever know. it's It's just so
1: fucked up. It's, like, fucked up on many levels. And it just kind of shows in this episode that the government is doing, like, shady shit to protect the people but like in this case they picked a teenager that's a mutant and also not white which is fucked up and then tortured her to get like information out of her like and that's and that's just resigned that that's that it was too it was too close to home watching that right now and like i can't imagine how it was when they were making a commentary on things in the 80s uh because things yeah, were fucked I up mean, then, too. Back
0: then, I think it was more of a commentary on, like, Reagan and Bush Sr. stuff. And, like, the civil rights movement and and gay rights movements.
1: And the other thing that I, I did want to comment on is that we, had, we got to see senators and presidents doing their jobs in a very realistic way.
0: Yeah, that was cool, too. Especially for, like, a kids show where it's, like, a lot of you know goofball stuff is happening that's very yeah unrealistic. i know
1: i know like wolverine's holding <laughs> like, a, bus- a door shut that's like bouncing around like yeah
0: and like Gyric throwing his papers in the air and like throwing little tantrums
1: storm is <laughs> doing uh s'mores over like a pile of burning papers you know like
0: i mean it's a pretty goofy show but they still managed to work in some realistic potentially realistic ways that things could happen yeah
1: I, so overall this episode like I and I I was messaging you a couple nights ago when I was doing my recap of it and taking notes. And I was like, yo, this is like we're gonna be doing the show and our show is normally goofy, but there's not a lot of jokes I can make here because the show is this this episode is this is a really so sad dark. Episode. I and was like, like I was having emotions watching it and I was like I mean, it's fast too, and it's like you know, I like it when a kid's show, especially a cartoon, can sort of invoke those feelings and you know, like things like Steven Universe and Legend of Korra can do that now, but this is something that they were trying to do back then i don't think it was done as well as either of those other shows but um
0: no but it's still like an early predecessor and like a very famous cartoon i mean there's a reason why people still give a shit about x-men the animated series and and why it got turned into a live action film
1: yeah yeah so so that's i don't know do you have any more commentary on politics
0: uh no, I I think we've really like gotten heavier than we ever have before in our politics <laughs> section. And, Jesus, and Magneto's not
1: even there yet. Like,
0: <laughs> I I feel like this podcast is going to become like a secret mutant recruitment, like yeah. activism show. If you want to join, are the are be like, "What do like, I sign up for?" Yeah. And at the end of each show, we'll be like, "If you want to oh, join, oh shit, the X-Men. can we make
1: posters that's like the you can do it posters?" But it's like fucking rogue, and she's like flexing her muscles, and then like next to her is like
0: and she's like punching a sentinel yeah 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 Yeah, yeah, we can make those and then we have like beast like reciting poetry that
1: nobody knows anything about
0: i love beast he's like barely in this episode but i like love him in this show i know i I really enjoy him all right anyway
1: so get ready guys it's time for
0: who's Who's that x-men all right,
1: so uh, we're doing Borf today.
0: Because we'll never see him again.
1: Uh, well, you know that's not true. But like <laughs> by that time, there's going to be so many characters being introduced because I think Mr. Sinister is there. Mr. Sinister always shows up with like 10 Mid- others. Mr.
0: Sinister, I can't wait until we do that. <laughs> that when Mr. Spotlight. Sinister is
1: there, you're going to be having to deal with me being obsessed with Mr. Sinister. And I'm like alone in this. Like...
0: You're not alone, I'm with you. Yeah, Katie's but with you. I was going to say, it's because
1: I converted all my best friends into being Mr. Fin- Sinister fans, but I don't think people normally are. I think you've so, converted
0: all of your friends into being X-Men fans, That's too. true, but
1: that is that is a good conversion to make. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to talk about uh, Morph, and uh, this, was, uh, this was a little bit harder for me, because I don't... Like I've I've read a lot of comics and I've read comics with Morph in them and his later version when he right. actually took so, on that name. But like he, but he
0: he got retired for a really long time before this episode came out, which right. is why they chose because him
1: because he was killed in the comics like way 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 earlier on. Like I think it was either in the 70s or early 80s. I think it was right. I think it was like that long ago. And yeah, he, so they, he it was, was like long ages dead. ago
0: And he hadn't he hadn't been brought back I mean, it's comics People right. get br- brought back all the time and, Or rebooted or whatever And he hadn't been So they, at least from what I read For legal reasons They could basically do whatever they wanted With the character In the animated version of the show yeah. And that was why they chose that character Was because they like They made up a version of him For this show Where he like has this personality And like you they know, could allow him it to was, do whatever not
1: that different From the original incarnation of him But
0: they still The point was basically That they were able to just like do whatever they wanted and also kill him off without having to answer as much to right. like other writers or worry about his backstory because right. okay. it would never come up so
1: fun fact since we're talking about the show his name was changed to more for the show the show but originally his name was, was uh Changeling, Changeling. Right? yeah and they had yeah. to change that because at that point uh beast boy from teen titans was originally <laughs> was called Changeling. Fave. And then they changed yeah. it to Beast Boy. So then nobody had the name Changeling for a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so his real name is Kevin Sidney. Uh, and I talked about this a little bit earlier, but he's a shapeshifter. But unlike Mystique, uh, who's the famous shapeshifter of the X-Men universe... Who is
0: going to be on this show eventually. Yeah,
1: I mean, we haven't even gotten there yet. Uh, she... or He... Um, his, his molecules are unstable. Um, and he, like... He can morph, but, like, it's not like Mystique where she's really good at it. Like, he's, like, holding his form together even when he's just being a person. Um, And uh, he has some weird, like, latent telepathic telekinetic abilities, which I feel like I've said with every character now. So I think just everybody in the X-Men universe is a telepath at this point.
0: Well, I don't know if he does on this show, but yeah.
1: Um, But he started off as an adversary of the X-Men. He was part of this uh, weird this is so this is like how fucking weird shit was in comics sometimes but he was part of like this like team that was called the factor three and that was led by this alien that looked like an octopus <laughs> sure. and they were evil mutants and also <laughs> banshee was on that team like banshee like the actual character banshee that becomes an x-men is like famous mm-hmm. um he was part of that uh as well and um this, this alien group was trying to trigger World War III to happen.
0: I mean, who isn't these days?
1: I mean, I feel like we're already there, even, <laughs> even in the X-Men universe. Like, I, yeah. I don't really know what the idea of that was going to do, but uh, but they obviously didn't want everybody to die, so the three members of the Factor Three quickly changed sides and joined the X-Men. Um, and then after they fought and killed the the alien dude, his name being the Mutant Master. The Mutant Master. Master! Master! <laughs> master
0: i think it's a great name
1: yeah perfect uh he joined the x-men and he told then he also told professor xavier that he had some unspecified like uh disease that's gonna kill him and they never uh, explained any of that but that's also not how he dies so like i don't even understand why (laughs) maybe that
0: was like some foreshadowing that one writer set up and then nobody picked up the baton and ran with it later (laughs) well
1: he's like he's like i'm gonna die someday so, I mean,
0: this was the 70s, right? Like, those comics were really great, but, like, there were a lot of different plot points floating around back then. There really like, were. we were getting set up, and then different writers were like, ah, I'm gonna take it in a different oh, direction. Oh, fuck it.
1: I know. <laughs> so, so anyway, so, he joined the X-Men because he wanted to make up for his, all his bad de- deeds, and Xavier's like, yeah, I can get behind that. Now bend over. Uh <laughs>
0: We do punishing here at the Xavier School. <laughs>
1: but you got to come over to me because I can't really walk around. Uh, during uh, another alien invasion, um, which was, I don't even know how to fucking pronounce this, it. like the Xenox, Xenox, it's probably Xenox, and they were like reptile aliens, they just looked like reptilian humanoid alien things. The X-Men went to go fight them, and Worf posed as Charles Xavier and then was killed by them, and all the X-Men cried because they thought they lost Xavier, but then it turned out to be Worf instead, so then they had to change who they were grieving about, which is extra fucked up. <laughs> I don't know if they <laughs> mourned him quite as much once, I'm like, oh, it's just Changeling. Will everybody oh, stop crying? Oh, it's just this
0: fucking Changeling guy? We don't even know. Except care. Wolverine
1: starts screaming and tearing his clothes off for some reason. <laughs> Uh, so anyway after that uh, because he was so popular on the cartoon they had to bring Morph back but they introduced him as a character from a different Marvel universe so like this is like alternate universe Morph starts bouncing around between universes Mm. Um, and this is when he took on the name Morph and his mom dies of cancer so now she has the weird disease and he tried to cheer his dad up about everything that happened but his dad just got depressed and sent him to boarding school which sent him to the X-Men uh, and he joined like the pilot program for you know the very beginning of when the X Men started working with the Avengers. Uh, so you know when Beast joined the Avengers, they also sent Morph over there as well. Um, and then during a battle at Stonehenge, Morph gets like displaced from time and joined the uh, the the weird like alternate universe characters traveling through alternate universes exiles. Uh, right. So, th- which which i kind of love uh it's all like weird other world versions of characters you love just working together and they you know they all have i think the guy's name the time master the great well let me look it up uh, i mean time it kind of makes
0: sense for a character like more where they couldn't decide what to do with him to like right put right, him right. In a weird he was like only there for
1: like two hot seconds and time broker was like uh you know i can cuz like because you're dying in Stonehenge like his the remains of morph are like in beast lab somewhere like in this other universe uh i believe it's the other universe um it, this is where it gets hard to follow uh the <laughs> time broker bugs, i know seriously so the time broker's like you know if you can work for me for a certain amount of time um then i will free you and send you home uh and you know during that time morph becomes really good friends with the character sunfire who is Mariko from the actual universe? But in this world, she's a lesbian. Uh, they're BFF with Morph, um, and then she dies, which is sad for him. And he Morph is just grief everywhere. Oh. Um.
0: So did he kind of start getting snarky after he changed his name to Morph? And also, was the name change because of this show?
1: Yeah, because the show had already changed his name, right, so then right. they had to so change it. So the show had
0: changed his name, so then I wonder if the personality stuff also changed, or like was he always kind of snarky and funny? You no, know, like he was he,
1: like I think he was a little bit of snarky and funny, but like I think they all were because they were had to be written in such a way in old comic books to be that way.
0: Yeah. That's why the seventies and eighties comics are awesome because like everybody's really snarky. I mean, obviously like, you know, Spider-Man is like known for that, but I feel like everybody talks like Spider-Man yeah, in those old I comics. But I also think they're all snarky. So <laughs> they're all like goofballs.
1: So in an alternate weapon X, he fights an evil Miss Marvel. And during huh. that, you know, he, he wins and time like, okay, you're done. You can go home. And morph goes, he chooses to stay with the exiles because his teammates need him. And also like they're sort of his actual family at this point. Um, so he stays with the Exiles until the end of that run, and then uh, he—I don't really know what happens to him after that. Like he molded, he like morphed and molded with Proteus for a little while, which was weird. Um, <laughs> and the, here's a little fun fact that I didn't know, but he appears in the the PC MMO Marvel Heroes for a second, which is wow. interesting that Morph appears like in a video game period. So I thought that was interesting to note because it's fucking Morph, like. You know, like in the nineties we knew who he was, but they he's just not a character that people even knew by the time he was running in exiles. Kids uh, like,
0: today they don't know about Morph.
1: <laughs> yeah, they didn't get to see a horrific uh, show that like murdered him. <laughs>
0: that murders him within two episodes.
1: Uh yeah, but that's Morph for yeah. And uh I, it took me a little research to get that because like he's his like as I said, like I was I was pretty sure something had happened where there were like two different versions of him and i was right
0: um, yeah i mean it's much appreciated i looked up some stuff about him too because i was mostly just like wait a minute i didn't remember morph died this soon doesn't he come back on this show so i had to look that up just to satisfy <laughs> my own curiosity but then also i was like why did they choose this character to be the character that dies immediately and there like is sort of a reason for that but yeah, yeah and anyway. it's,
1: it's a good reason it's well it's well established uh so anyway Now that we talked about death and like these characters, let's talk about who's gay.
0: But who was inappropriately mourning Morph's death the most in this episode?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so...
0: Can we just pick Wolverine again? Like, who else can we, we pick? I think we
1: have to. Well, there's Gyrick and Trask.
0: Okay, that's actually a really good point.
1: I we think could can, pick them. I think Gyrick and Trask... Well, okay, I I think Wolverine is the gayest in this, but I think Trask and Gyrick's weird working relationship where they're also, like, having, like boyfriend fights together like they are
0: having boyfriend fights and mostly i'm just like why is trask still running with this guy like he's like a legit inventor couldn't he be getting money to make robots for <sighs> i mean the it's government like, that do it's other like things? almost like they're in
1: like sort of an abusive relationship so it's not yeah, good God, but like yeah i definitely they're
0: villains they're yeah, villains it's yeah. not gonna be a good relationship ryan no, it's, it's gonna be not. an abusive relationship of course
1: uh, so i definitely felt that way especially in taking notes of this time uh, i was like wow these two are like all like, they're going to go run away to a private island together so they can build yeah, robots. Yeah, like,
0: Trask is really giving up everything for Gyric in this episode when you think about it. Like, I mean, he's like, you know what? Yeah, I'd rather run away overseas with you and keep making these death robots than just live a normal life. <laughs> like, wow. I, I mean, dude. I get it.
1: Like, I've written, you know, that I've written characters that are villains that are also, like, dating, and, like, one of them is, like, it's significantly fun, more it's evil than the other fic. one
0: idea. I mean it's not good yeah. in real life folks. If you're dating somebody like Gyric, I recommend yeah, you Yeah, don't leave. get get <laughs> the
1: fuck out. Like holy if shit. If You're dating somebody like, whose glasses
0: periodically turn white. If please, you're dating somebody that
1: tells you to build death robots to kill people, <laughs> maybe get out of that relationship.
0: I mean, if you can. But anyway, I I mean, I think it's like a fun fanfic prompt and I like right. I could I'm sure there's like Gyric Trask fanfic out there, but also like is there? Because I feel like we're I, the only ones you know, I was like was sitting there
1: and being like is there a bodoc fanfic out there and there is and you don't want to go there so <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> i don't know anyway. why that was something that came up for you uh, okay,
1: because right. you know, we were joking about it and like i was like well let's look it up and of course the internet already had covered it several times so uh
0: I guess uh, I better look up some some Gyric fanfiction. I'm sure it's out there, uh, but I don't think there's gonna be like but it, 150 of them. It's probably gonna be fucking them.
1: weird, and there's like the Sentinels might be involved with it, and there might be like Ooh. tentacles also, uh, like wire tentacles.
0: There's just so much that you can do with those characters.
1: <laughs> it's All right, like anyway, then it becomes like a weird like Gundam Wing fun f- fanfic. Then they can also get oh, into wow. the Sentinels. Like
0: yeah, mm-hmm. if we're gonna go down that route. <laughs> I mean Gundam Wing is also pretty pretty rife with fanfic opportunities, but that's not what this show is about. Anyway, I think we've well, thoroughly maybe covered for this you. topic. <laughs> I uh- mean- <laughs> How many animated shows can we recap in this episode that we already we've already talked about? Gargoyles, Star Wars,
1: <laughs> uh, Legend of course, Steven Legend Universe, Legend of Course,
0: Steven Universe. Yeah, quick, can, let's get can everyone in tell there? which he other shows Shira. we like. <laughs> we talked about Shira last week. All right. Weird. Anyway, we're coming. Uh, so, we're coming in on the end of this show. Yeah, but first um, let's
1: talk about Wolverine and his boyfriend Morpheus. Oh,
0: oh, I thought we were skipping that because we talked about Trask and Gyric for so well, long. But, but we, we can give. Need, I we'll, think we can. I will give. Um, and Gyric the top prize this week, I too. but Wolverine can get an honorable mention just because, because he's always really gay all the time, and, and also Morph
1: likes saved Wolverine. And like, I know. like, so
0: it's like maybe Morph is the gayest one. Like, was he secretly in love with Wolverine? We don't really ever get to find that's, that I mean, out that's, that,
1: that's a good point, too. Well, we get he comes back later, and Wolverine and Morph are still super gay in that, too. And it's like it's almost like when your ex comes back and you're like. Oh, mad, like,
0: but you're also like I'm still into them and yeah yeah,
1: but like you're like you didn't even tell me you were alive like I thought you were dead like I it's I don't know it's weird uh well, but we'll like get that does, does come get up there and uh, write
0: the fan we'll do we'll
1: take I'm sure the internet has already done it because like I said in the 90s people even then were like what the what the
0: fuck's going on with
1: morph for Wolverine and I'm like butt sex I don't know I
0: can't even imagine being gay I'm a child
1: yeah Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. No, but that's not. I'm just sitting there and like my what I understood of like being into men just meant like butt sex everywhere, which is not what uh, it's actually like. But that's like that's like how it is when you're a teenager.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. I, uh, we could do a whole separate show that's just about, like, our misconceptions about, like, um, <laughs> our sexuality sex as children yeah. and, like, being insecure about ourselves and, like, which X-Men we wanted to bang. Well, that's I mean, still that's, relevant. that's actually essentially what this show is.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I, I do think Wolverine and Morf had something something going on there. Yeah, I mean, they,
0: had a, they had a tryst of some kind that we may never know the full details of. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So that's that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give this rating uh, five out of five X's again.
0: I really want to also And then I was like Are we gonna give Five out of five X's To every episode This can't happen Like there's gotta be Some fucking stupid episodes Like right They're not all gonna be This good
1: No because the first one Prior to the X-Men We gave them like Like a star and a half
0: Well that was a different show I just mean like X-Men the animated series Uh, no Because I know There's
1: episodes later Like I I don't know Like there's an episode Where Wolverine reads From the Bible And that does not get Five (laughs) X's Okay
0: we recently Watched that together <laughs> we will get there. That is far away, but there is an episode where Wolverine reads from the Bible, guys, so look forward to that. <laughs>
1: um, uh, so, I But I do give this five X's because I, the last reason why we did that, we gave it five X's, is because uh, it, it set things up in a way that wasn't goofy. Like, we, they got to establish the characters.
0: There were some uh, genuinely funny moments. Um, yeah, and there was a
1: lot of good lines. And in this, I'm giving it because I felt like it was good writing on how fucking terrifying the X-Men universe actually is. Uh, because, yeah. and I was, and maybe, I didn't cry or anything, but I definitely, like, got a little Welled moist up. in my yeah. eyes when, like, Storm was crying and, like, all the X-Men were crying and, like... Yeah. You know, like it's sad. Like, uh, it's really
0: tough. I mean, I i just really liked the pacing of it. I liked the flashbacks. I liked some of the cool animation moments. I mean, there's still some weird animation on the show, but I think the way the well, shots are set up, it is gets really worse. Cool.
1: Oh shit! I didn't even mention there's a part like it was like when Gene is screaming and Xavier turns around. I posted this on my Twitter, but there's like a really terrible side view shot of Xavier where he looks like fucking alien. <laughs>
0: okay so not all the animation is good as <laughs> yeah, and we so, said. And some
1: of our animator friends have responded to us so they're like the fuck is that
0: <laughs> well sometimes i think things are cool like the part where beast is in the cell and the camera spins yeah. around no i, I, mean, I there's agree some cool I, think, moments.
1: I think there was some good animation in this but uh that was not one of them was alien professor xavier maybe he's fucking oh shit he's a scroll Maybe
0: he's a xenomorph or oh, yeah he's a scroll that's actually at least within marvel <laughs>
1: Everyone's a scroll of Marvel.
0: Yep, especially (laughs) Morph.
1: No, he's just vaporized now. He's dust.
0: Wow, we did it!
1: We did this it. This was I think... a much
0: shorter and more reasonably length episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I hope they they get a little bit easier as we go along. Well, we didn't have to introduce fifty characters this time.
0: We didn't. Everybody already knows who the X Men are. It's all the same characters. So we're gonna we're gonna try to not waste everyone's time going uh, forward. Oh my
1: god, I know, but <laughs> it, it is pretty great, and uh, especially. Since like the X-Men have all these TV series are going to have multiple writers. So like you never know what's going to be like weird and like convoluted. And then other times it's pretty straightforward. So,
0: yeah. And I think it makes sense that like the pilot episodes would be really strong for something like this. I mean, obviously, sometimes pilots are really hard. I don't know why I said that. I I take it back.
1: (laughs) You know what? It's interesting is that the first episode like set up all these terrifying ideas, but it was super goofy. Where this I felt like it was so much darker than the first episode. Like so much darker, like such a different tone than episode one.
0: Yeah, but like still very clearly the same exact characters as before. It's just like now we're seeing them navigate something more serious. Yeah. Anyway, we've talked about this episode enough. I think Um, so. Thanks for listening, everybody. So, we're on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Mitty Myers and, and Ryan's at I'm Ryan Pagella. And Ryan we also have a, a Twitter for our podcast, which is The Mutant Ages. And we have an email address. Have we gotten any fan mail, by the way? Not I yet. I, I, I was
1: checking, so we don't have any for this time around. But, guys, if you want to email us, email us we at the ages totally, at gmail.com. Totally if you guys want a question prompt, you can. Tell us who you thought was the gayest in this. And also, you could tell us do you think Morphin Wolverine were dating? Because <laughs> that <laughs> is what we're curious about.
0: Uh, that's, that's something you could email us about, but you could also email us about just about anything to do with the X-Men, and yeah. we'd be happy to hear from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, um, just like a quick shout out to everybody who gave us iTunes reviews. We have like a ton more iTunes reviews now, and they're so nice, and and now there's only one mean one, and it's all, totally crowded <laughs> out by like six nice ones, so that's super appreciated. Please Leave more reviews. It's awesome. Yeah. It's you how know, people also, find give us. like
1: this if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, if you give it a little thumbs up, that's awesome too. Yeah. So.
0: All of that stuff is how people find the show and obviously like share it with your friends if you like it. And yeah it's much appreciated
1: and uh the mutant ages is part of our main production team atomic blue productions you can go to our website but mostly we have a youtube page where we post all of the stuff that we work on that's not podcast related
0: yeah basically i have a feeling that if you like this show then you're probably gonna like all the other stuff that atomic blue productions makes so yeah you should probably check it out and I if mean... you want to
1: see us when we were 15 pretending to be x-men that's up there too <laughs> and we react <laughs> to it that is
0: on youtube <laughs>
1: it's it's like Um, a mystery science theater reaction type to it though so yeah you don't have to
0: just watch it straight there's also like adult me and ryan guiding you through it
1: yeah yeah it's called demon by the way if you want to look for it (laughs) all right i don't have anything else i'm gonna plug right here but please you know email us uh tweet at us uh, and tell us how you're liking the show
0: yeah it's awesome to hear from you guys and thanks for listening yeah okay
1: all right.
0: We don't have, like, a X men sign-off. I know, Why we really we need one. one. Wait,
1: what would be an X-Men sign-off? It would be something ridiculous.
0: Mutant alarm. <laughs> Just kidding.
1: Mutant alarm. <laughs> we
0: should have a segment on this show that's mutant alarm, but don't oh, ask me no. what it would be.
1: Hold on. Okay. What, uh, hi, guys. This is Ryan. I'm back, and I have a a, a question prompt for you. What should our <laughs> sign-out be for the X-Men show that we are doing right now Because we can't think of one Because we're not that great so It should
0: be something to do with mutants Or just yeah. like calling all mutants Or something fun I'll think yeah. of something okay. I mean the one for Let's Watch 2 movies is terrible So I bet we can do better than that uh, You
1: mean the one where you just announced the title?
0: Yes <laughs> Mutant ages. ages Okay I'm cutting all of this out the Mutant Ages Follow us at AtomicBlueProductions.com or support us at Patreon.com slash AtomicBlueProductions.